is uh, require that uh, we're brought up to date <clears throat> on events that are going on in the world particularly over here in the UK but what happens in the UK what happens in Australia New Zealand Canada and America uh, seems to affect everybody in those countries so it's as though we're all joined at the hip in this um, in this liberalizing uh, situation where we have laws passed which are against God's laws and uh, where Christians are increasingly hard-pressed um, in, in a difficult age and a difficult generation. So today I want to consider the case of um, an open-air preacher, a gospel preacher, a faithful man of God who's been convicted in a court in Leeds of misgendering somebody. Um, that means using the wrong pronoun at its simplest level. And uh, this is a criminal conviction, uh, and it's something of very great concern to us all. It should be of great concern to us all, to every Christian, and it affects every single person, our freedom, our liberty, our thought, our actions. And <clears throat> therefore, I just want to briefly um, speak about this case. But first of all, let me read the scriptures here. And uh, this is the word of God. This is the Bible. And Jesus says in Luke's gospel, uh, chapter 12 and verses um, 11, and 12, Jesus says, And when they bring you unto the synagogues and unto magistrates and powers, take ye no thought of how or what ye shall answer or what ye shall say. And then in Revelation chapter 2, reading of the church in Smyrna, we read these things. Um, this is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to the church in Smyrna. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that ye may be tried. And ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. So Jesus is telling us that some of us, for the sake of the gospel, will be cast into prison. Some of us will be called before magistrates. We'll find ourselves in court. It's unavoidable. It goes with the territory. When you're a Christian in this world, you are part of that holy, godly counterculture that speaks out against the darkness of the world that speaks out against the works of the devil that speaks out against ungodliness and unbelief and unrighteousness and stands up for that which is righteous and true and nobody's more in the forefront of that than those who actually preach the gospel faithful preachers of the gospel are under attack constantly for their message and increasingly so in these days well david mcconnell comes from wakefield and he is a man who has traveled around, often with a team of people, and preached the gospel in different cities in England. And not long ago, he also made a trip to Scotland. And he, he is a man who regularly has been coming to Hull to preach the gospel as well. And I keep trying to bump into him here, but I haven't succeeded in that. I am in contact with him by email. Uh, but um, thank God for the work he's doing here. And the more seed that gets sown by more <coughs> preachers and more Christians, the better in every sense. Well, on the in June last year, uh, David was um, preaching in Leeds, and he saw a man or a, somebody that he was obviously uh, male in physique, and addressed that person as a male. And a complaint was put in, because this individual was, um, well, he had used the wrong pronouns. Let's put it that way. And he found himself in court. Despite uh, an angry crowd, the police arrested him and he found himself in court. And he's found himself convicted for misgendering a, a member of the public. Now, this is therefore seen as a hate crime, I guess. And he has been forced to do 80 hours of community service, which is a lot of hard work for um, for his alleged transgender, uh, his misgendering crime. Uh, and also he has been um forced to pay costs for the courts 
Now, this is a really significant step forward because it, it now brings us into the territory where to not use somebody's preferred pronouns has become a crime. And it, it, it's incredibly important that we understand this. It's, it's significant for all of us. It's not just for Christians. It's for every single person that if you don't use the preferred pronouns, if you just go on somebody's appearance, if somebody like me has a beard and you say, well, David's a man and you just go on somebody's appearance, then this is no longer considered to be enough. You have to know their pronouns and you have to use them. If you don't, you can find yourself in court with a criminal record for using the wrong pronoun. This is an enormous step forward uh, uh, to my medical mind in British law, in our free, in the taking away of our freedoms, in the constraining of freedom of speech, in the constraining of thought and action, and all in the name of not offending people. These are, these are crazy days in which we're living. Now, we know that pronouns are extremely important words in language. That's been scientifically demonstrated as, as well as being self-evident that we use pronouns every day. We use them to refer to men and women, uh, to boys and girls. We use them every single day. And most of the time we go on what we see with our eyes and we're very seldom wrong. But if we are wrong, is that a criminal offence? If we are wrong, is that something that is so shocking and so offensive that it deserves to be hauled before the courts, to be arrested and hauled before the courts and to get a criminal record? Well, it seems that that is the case. I can tell you of a case um, of a trust that I worked in for 10 years, a medical trust. And you won't find this case anywhere on the Internet. But it happened that somebody misgendered one of the transgender patients, misgendered in commas, one of the transgender patients. And this went to court. Now, that trust has a diversity course that it sends new members of staff on, which I haven't been on, but others have told me about this. And on that course, they are told that when this patient was misgendered, this transgender patient was misgendered, the trust was fined a million pounds for doing so. So people come away with the idea that there is this massive um, potential financial implication for a healthcare trust if somebody gets the wrong pronoun. Now, when we're thinking about things like the Ukraine war and missiles and bombs and, and, and the threat of nuclear war, the this question of pronouns is is it is absolutely it seems absolutely absurd think of it like this if i had if somebody came to me and I, my name's david and somebody called me george or or even called me um you know um uh, frieda or something like that i mean the point is this i might be offended they might have forgotten my name they might be wanting to offend me i might be offended but i wouldn't expect them to end up in court for calling me the wrong name and, of course, they probably wouldn't end up in court for calling me the wrong name. So the difference here is this, that not only are people being censored for using the wrong pronouns, pronouns now being used as if they were an extension to a person's proper name, but unlike my name, David, if you don't use my pronoun as I require, then you could now end up in court, and presumably this will escalate and there'll be a slippery, slidey slope, and people will end up in prison for this. The legal implications for everybody, for freedom of speech, thought and action are very severe. And we need to understand that, that this is a this is a great step forward. Now, as far as David, the evangelist, David McConnell, the evangelist is concerned, I've always considered when I've read about other open air preachers being arrested and, uh, and charged and sent to jail, that it is a very high honor before the Lord Jesus Christ to be arrested. Nobody looks for it. Nobody wants it and nobody likes it. 
But David, if you're watching this, and I know David does watch these, and I know that, and, and, and I would recommend his channel as well, Gospel British Isles on YouTube. Gospel British Isles on YouTube, David's channel, and you can see his work there. But it's a high honour to suffer for the sake of the truth, and it is suffering for the sake of the truth. Whether or not somebody is offended shouldn't be a criminal offence. And where there is freedom of speech, there is always associated with that the thought that somebody somewhere is going to be offended some of the time and that in order to maintain freedom, we have to allow offence. People speak against Christianity all the time. I've, I find that offensive. But I'm not suggesting they should be arrested or charged and put in prison for that. And many other things. Now, David has been convicted and... I, I, I'm thankful to the Lord that I've never been arrested myself preaching in the open air. David has been arrested on a number of occasions here in Hull, and I put down my freedom to preach the gospel here to the fact that David not only was arrested, but he patiently explained the law to the police here so that they have a much better understanding of the law in Hull here now of what it means uh, to, to, to speak freely in public, and therefore they don't molest me. They've even been supportive in the sense that they've said, we're here to maintain your freedom of speech. David, I thank you for that, and I thank you that um, you were willing to go through that and suffer that and endure that for the sake of your own gospel preaching and lifting up the name of Jesus Christ and setting forth the Lord Jesus Christ as the saviour of the world. I'll put links to David's channel, and I'll put links to the uh, article and the item on David's um, arrest and his court case um, on this uh, video later. Now, David was represented by the Christian Legal Centre. The same people that represent me in my pronoun case against the British government. And um, you can read about it on the Christian Concern website or you can go to the Christian Concern page on YouTube and watch a short video. These things show that we need the Christian Legal Centre more than ever. We really need them. Pray for these people. Because there are, uh, things are exploding everywhere on every hand. Uh, we're finding that Christians are under attack, that the legal system seems to be weighted, that judges don't seem to be listening to what Christians are saying in the courts or upholding freedoms for Christians, freedom of thought, um, words and action in this day and generation. But the very idea that to use the wrong pronoun could be a criminal offence shows that this nation is falling to pieces. It's tearing itself apart. Now I'm going to say something, and this could cost me friends, but I'm going to say this. There's a lot of people come to me and say, David, we're really glad for the stand you've taken on pronouns. Of course, we couldn't do that, but we're really glad you're doing that, David. The question is, why can't you do that? Why has God called me to do something that he's not called you to do? What is there that you're not prepared to give up that I was willing to give up by the grace of God in order to keep a clear conscience? All that it takes for evil to prosper is for good men to do nothing. The greater majority of Christians, it seems, are silent, and we have these few. Now, if the greater majority are silent, then it's no wonder that we're being overwhelmed, and increasingly we're being pushed into the situation where you will have to decide whether you want to name the name of the Lord Jesus Christ or lead your comfortable life with your comfortable job and your comfortable income and your comfortable house, or whether you're willing to go to prison for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ, whether you're going to be the person in court next, whether you're going to stand up for Jesus and tell the truth and speak the truth. It is absurd that the way we use pronouns is being changed. It is dishonest what we're being ordered to do by the government and by the courts. It is untrue. Pronouns are used to describe people as we see them. We describe what we see with our eyes. 
that David isn't enough. I'm not enough. We're not enough to take this stand. Every Christian needs to stand and every doctor needs to take this stand because the medical profession knows that this is a lie. And the medical profession has not only remained silent, but has become complicit, making the absurdity of medical training and medical practice, in my humble opinion, as a medical doctor. So one more story. David gets arrested for using the wrong pronoun, for going on the evidence of his eyes whilst preaching the gospel, and he gets a criminal conviction. Now, yesterday I was preaching the gospel at Monument Bridge in Hull, and I preached for about an hour, and it was hard going. And as you would expect, we're not asking for an easy ride. But at one point, there were three lads, teenage lads, who stood and listened. And a woman who'd been listening of about 60, she went over and spoke to them. And I thought, well, maybe she's a Christian. Maybe she's telling them the gospel. I hope so. Um, but after some minutes, when she'd been speaking to them, they left. And, and then she came over and spoke to me. And this woman told me she was a Christian and in her own way, she liked to be a Christian witness and she was talking to them. And then she started swearing, using foul language, using very nasty words. So I said to her, I said, well, look, if you're a Christian, why are you swearing? She said, oh, I do it all the time. And I said, but that's not consistent with a Christian walk, with a Christian life. She said, oh, yes, it is. I said, well, if you go to the Bible, it says we're to put filthy language out of our mouths. And she said, I don't agree with that. And she said, she said, I swear all the time. And I said, well, Jesus said, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. And that those filthy languages, that filthy language is showing what's in your heart. And you need to repent of that. You need to stop that. And she said, she said, I don't agree. She said, I swear at God every day. I think it's right. I think it's good. And I said, that's not consistent with being a Christian. She said, look, she said, I used to be a police officer and the police swear all the time. And I think it's entirely appropriate if I'm an ex-police officer that I should swear. So I said, well, I've done a lot of work with the police as an emergency doctor. And it always grieves my heart when I hear the police swearing. I feel it's a negation of the high standard of the behavior that should be required of the police. And it's a sign of the generation in which we live. And she said, well, I disagree with that. Now, here we have these two things. On the one hand, we have a preacher who, going on the evidence of his eyes, misgenders somebody and ends up with a criminal conviction. But we have the police, who I've heard on many occasions with my own ear, using the foulest of language with people, upholding a standard of behaviour for which they're never called to account. And they're the ones doing the arresting. This is, these are the days we're living in. These are the days of declension. These are the days when our society is falling apart. These are the days when we are absolutely, um, we have no idea where the truth lies. And if you were to ask Alexander Solzhenitsyn, when asked how it was that Russia came under the sway of the Bolsheviks in the communist era, he said, there's only one answer to that. He said, the people have forgotten God. Now, in the UK, people have forgotten God. You can see that. I saw that yesterday. The people around me, people who were angry at what I was saying, people who were swearing at me because of what I was saying, people who believe that they have the right to live any way they choose and God should go along with that. And they believe that the state should protect them and they believe that they have some kind of golden protection. So if I say something offensive, then I should end up in the courts. It's only a year ago since somebody was calling for me to be beaten up for saying that a person can't change sex. They said he needs to be beaten up, and then they said he needs to be arrested. 
Why? Because I said a person cannot change sex. It is scientifically, medically, and theologically impossible. Well, these are the days in which we are living. We have forgotten God. And because we have forgotten God, we are handed over to madness, professing ourselves to be wise. We became fools. And we must return to Jesus Christ as a nation. We must come back to him. And we need to repent of our sins. This business of pronouns, I wrote an article four and a half years ago called Pronoun Apocalypse. And I pointed out that whilst we are being targeted with nuclear weapons, changing the way we use pronouns has as much potential to tear apart and destroy our society as any weapon as he and she are so powerful. And we've changed the use of those words. We've become less than human. Human beings created male and female in the image of God. These issues are absolutely essential to our survival. And so this is another step down in the law. It's another step down in the legal um, decline of our nation, away from Judeo-Christian principles, away from principles of truth, sound principles based on solid logic and sound um, philosophical reasoning and biblical truth. David, Evangelist David McConnell, I salute you. David, we love you in the Lord Jesus Christ. We stand by you. We pray that your ministry would continue. We pray that your work would be accomplished. We pray for the church plant you're doing near Wakefield. And we pray that God would richly encourage you and strengthen you at the present time. God be with you, David, and with your household. In Jesus' name, amen. I should be back in um, shortly with a second news update on something, another thing that is extremely important to us.